welcome to At The Table. This is our podcast where we get together at the table and read the Bible together and just chat it through, see what we think and what we can learn from it. And we decided to start recording it so you could join us too. We're just four Christians from the Salvation Army, but we should say at the start that what we say doesn't necessarily represent the views of the Salvation Army. So I'm Joe. With me is John. Hi. Lucy. Hi. And Beth. Hi. Um, today we're going to be looking at the story of the Last Supper. Jesus and his disciples eat the Last Supper. When Jesus arrived at the upper room, he took his place at the table along with all the apostles. He told them, I have longed with passion and desire to eat this Passover lamb with you before I endure my suffering. I promise you that the next time we eat this, we will be together in the banquet of God's kingdom realm. He then raised a cup and gave thanks to God and said to them, Take this and pass it on to one another and drink. I promise you that the next time we drink this wine, we'll be together in the feast of God's kingdom realm. Then he lifted up a loaf, and after praying a prayer of thanksgiving to God, he gave each of his apostles a piece of bread, saying, This loaf is my body, which is now being offered to you. Always eat it to remember me. After supper was over, he lifted the cup again and said, This cup is my blood of the new covenant I make with you, and it will be poured out soon for all of you. But I want you to know that the hands of the one who delivers me to be the sacrifice are with mine on the table this very moment. The Son of Man must now go where he will be sacrificed, but there will be great and unending doom for the man who betrays me. The apostles questioned among themselves which one of them was about to do this. Can I um, get on with some thoughts? Yeah, do it. Yeah. Thoughts? Go for it. Okay, when I was listening to this... I just feel like there's something there's something almost annoying about Jesus in this. Because <laughs> he's like, you know, on Facebook, you always have that friend that's posting, like, cryptic statuses. Mm. Yeah. And they're like... <laughs> what does that even mean? And they're like, some people really just need to stop writing about me on the toilet doors. They're like, <laughs> like even more cryptic than that. And then there's, like, there's like 15 people called Sharon that comment, and they're like... You okay, Han? Inbox me. <laughs> they never reply. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, you're like never... the suspense is killing me. Yeah. Well, apologies to all Sharons out there. <laughs> Other names are available. <laughs> uh, or, <Dave>. when... <laughs> or when they go. Yeah, fine, Han. I'll DM you. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'll put it. And it's like, why have you used a public forum <laughs> yeah. to talk about something that's clearly aimed my, at one person? I'm gonna put my dirty laundry out there. Yeah. But I'm gonna take him back. Yeah. A little bit of a little teaser. Just and a corner of the liquor. Here's <laughs> <laughs> So that's what that's what Jesus reminds me of. Here, okay. What Sorry, someone, Jesus. What if someone here has done that? What? What you one just said. Yeah. What if one of us has done that? Have you done that? I, I can't remember. Teenage I probably wrote me. it about my sister once, like on <laughs> yeah. Twitter, like oh. we well, you know, oh, yeah, that, that typical. Yeah, but I've probably should... done it in like MSN Messenger statuses. All right, right. Yeah. we're all we're all Ooh. as bad we're as each other. We're all guilty of these. Sharon, years, I've got John, a very good. Do you used good... to write it on your chalkboards? Because <laughs> oh. oh, <laughs> you're so old. Back in the uh, 1920s. How? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm saying we've all done it. Okay. Yeah, yeah we have all done it before. <laughs> okay, so my point is. Right? Mm-hmm. We're all guilty of it. So I can't help reading it in the same tenor voice. When he's like, uh, so this is my uh, message translation. When he's like, he's being all mysterious. It's almost like he's going, go on, ask me. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, 
You've no idea how much I've looked forward to eating this Passover meal with you before my end to my time of suffering. It's so like, true. But that's the feeling. That's the feeling I get from it. Like, because I don't think that's the intention, but I always, what must all the other disciples be thinking mm. when they're hearing this? Mm. They're like, they don't understand what, and we read it and we know exactly what happened next or we have some idea what happened next if you've never read it before and you know a little bit of the story. Mm. But like, they must be just like, What's all this about? I don't understand. Or totally it. oblivious to it. But. Yeah, but yeah. none of them bother asking. None of them are like, "Are you all right, hun? What's going on?" <laughs> yeah. They What's just leave on? it when they start. But that makes me wonder: Did someone ask? And it's just not recorded here, or? But the fact he keeps saying it over and over again. But then also when he almost comes close to revealing it, exactly what's happening. The closest he comes, I guess, where he's talking about a traitor. They don't focus in on like the bad ending they fo- they suddenly it becomes about them again and they're mm. like which one was it who is yeah. who's gonna do it you know they're not like oh this awful thing happens they're like all right was it you peter yeah i to- i 100 see that joe and i i have i thought about that but i read once that i found really interesting in some parts of theology they view this as another parable but they call it an active parable so he acted this out so if we think about Jesus' ministry, now remember it was only over three years, so it was a really short time. He spoke in a lot of parables, which was a lot like this, very mysterious, not very almost elusive. So they were used to him speaking like that. That's yeah. how I try to think of it. Like in their eyes, Jesus always spoke very kind of metaphorically and there were sometimes they just didn't really question it because he was Jesus. Mm. But it doesn't make it any more less mysterious, but I think it's helpful to remember that they they're used to Jesus speaking like this. The kind of guy he is. Yeah. I just well, I just was looking. If at like, it. however, if one person, sorry, John, if one person just like if I randomly started speaking like that, you guys would be like, what, what? <laughs> can you talk some sense, please? But he has been talking about like this his whole ministry, mm. and so they're very used to him talking in parables and in like images and stories. I think the thing that stood out for me was just like. Going back almost to like what Joe was saying with the, the way Jesus was speaking, the fact that there wasn't a response until quite far down. Because you, you'd think when he's saying about this is my body, this is my blood, I, know what, I get what you're saying, Beth, but I'm just like, if even then, like you're, that's a very, act, like you say, it's an active thing, like he's sitting, he's sitting in front of him going, here's my bread, this is my body. Like I would have been like, well, this is a bit graphic. Why do I want to eat you? Kind of thing. So why are they not responding were they just a bit high on life in that moment, or do you know what I mean? Mm. That's why I think they were just gen- they were just so used to Jesus, Jesus speaking in an, in an is it an allegory like like yeah. that? They were just so used to Jesus being that way that they weren't they expected it to be revealed later. I don't know. Maybe they thought that in everything Jesus would always reveal things, so they they never questioned him mm. in when he spoke like this because they expected it to be revealed later, or maybe they were just a bit like what and yeah. it was a bit stunned yeah <laughs> that's what i noticed as well that silent until the conversation turns back to being about them yeah. and then they're all over it <laughs> yeah and how human is that like Self. you don't always listen to what someone else is saying because you're not i don't know you're either not that interested or it's just not that relevant to you and then suddenly it's about you and you're like oh i can speak up now do you know mm. what i mean you're like oh i'm that's... offended that you think that i'm going to portray you yeah i can imagine it almost being like imagine we're sitting in church service or and the, the minister or officer pastor whatever you call them is speaking and they're going and they're giving this like metaphor and they're talking about the application of life and it's very beautiful and very kind of 
imaginative and you're just nodding along and then he and then he or she says something like and those young people who did a do you automatically your ears are pricked up like wait me like yeah. it almost like instantly grounds it doesn't it that's so human though isn't it we, yeah we latch on to what we see reflected in ourselves mm, yeah it's really interesting the other side of it though maybe maybe they just didn't put the responses of the disciples back in into this so like we were saying about maybe they didn't think it was important enough to write it down their response to Jesus at that time when we were saying in the first episode about like the donkeys and we were saying about oh that you'd think he would have inputted that that there was two donkeys mm. in Luke maybe he was like well there's no point me mentioning how how we answered that because actually we answered it like what are you talking about mate like you're sounding crazy what have you been drinking or something mm. and he obviously just wanted to keep that flowing I don't know just find that yeah. one it's just interesting that that... So, I wrote down some points. I don't have a lot, a, lot of no, a lot of knowledge on The Last Supper, so I went to my trusty university books, which I've not thrown, thrown away, because they're always going to come in handy. I'll just read you some things that I noted down from that. So, The Last Supper took place hours before the Lord's crucifixion. So, the timeline now, we've really kind of... We're, we're in a really short space of time. So, how many days was it, sorry? Between... Did you say? This is this is essentially Thursday. Oh, okay. So Jesus goes, well, is it Thursday? Actually, don't. So I thought Monday, Thursday was when he was in... Yeah, it's the same is... time. He goes he goes yeah, from the is... supper to oh, the garden. Does he? This is oh. Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, I don't really know the time on. Yeah, it's Thursday. That. Yeah, That's because he goes from the garden, he goes from the supper to the garden, to the jail cell, to Friday to be on trial, to be crucified to be resurrected it's yeah I just I never realised that timeline again because yeah. we don't learn about it I always find it mad that how much happened in that space in that, that space week because you had Palm Sunday that Sunday before so yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday oh my gosh we've been in that space of like four days it, mu- it must have been exhausted I mean what time would they have done this it would have been late it would have been, been in the evening like eight, yeah. nine o'clock because we used to eat late didn't they mm. and then goes to the garden and then boom rest is history Mm. So some things that I wrote down I actually found really interesting. So it was during the Passover Seder, Seder which is just a Passover observ- observance. Previously the feast symbols only had pointed back to Hebrews time in Egypt but on the Thursday night of the Last Supper Jesus kind of changed the symbols for what it all meant. So obviously they had bread and wine. So that's traditionally linked to the Passover anyway. But Jesus reimagined the symbols to become more messianic. So it's changed, he completely changed the way that the Passover was done and turned it into the symbols for his body and blood, obviously. So what would happen at, at the Passover? So there would be a cloth bag with separate compartments holding three sheets of matzah or unleavened bread, or unleavened unleavened, however you want to say it, tomato, tomato. Um, the middle of the matzo is removed and split. One half is broken and then given out. The other is wrapped in a napkin, hidden, and brought back after it's found. Now, I don't know if any of you can make any of those connections. Mm. Being wrapped in a cloth, yeah. being placed. Found, found later. Yeah. yeah. So, breaking the bread, Jesus said, take and eat, this is my body. And in the divided bag, the matzo are unified but distinct. So there's three parts. Obviously, three, we think of the Trinity. 
So there's already lots of um, deep symbols in this. Um, the middle of the bread uh, signifies the son who left his father's side to dwell among us, so be human, and was broken for mankind. So remember how I said the middle was split? So the split is from God and broken for mankind. And then obviously it's wrapped in a burial cloth, hidden in a tomb and was resurrected. Our redemption was in was a part of that. So I think it's the symbolism actually is a lot deeper than it just being bread. Like mm. the actual system that they had. So they had it in three parts, which links to... There's lots of three, you know. Mm. We think of... Trinity. The Trinity. Three days. The three days of the story. And then how that... It was wrapped in a cloth, almost like Jesus was wrapped... It was broken. He was broken. So there's a lot more to it, isn't there? Yeah, there? it's there's some. It's the idea of the actual feast is a lot deeper, but it's interesting, isn't it? It's not just bread. Which, if you just read it very like that, that's well, what you think. Well, I was about to say it? that. Is like, it's not just this very basic symbol, which I've always thought it is of just they're sitting around in their upper room just sharing conversation and eating together, and Jesus just stands up, almost like knocks his knife on the glass and goes, mm. "I've got a toast to do." Yeah, and then kind of goes, oh, while I'm here, I'm going to break the bread. I'm going mm-hmm. to, you know, I thought it was ju- honestly just Jesus having one of those moments like he does. But obviously it's a lot deeper, it's a lot more meaningful mm-hmm. um, than just the the idea of, it's a sac- it's the sacrifice, isn't it? It's almost like, yeah. I'm going to sacrifice, I'm not going to, you know, the next time I enjoy this wine will be when I'm up in the heavenly realms, as it said in mm-hmm. Passion. So I find that really quite eye-opening, actually. And in my head, like when they, when it, when I was reading about the the cloth bit, I could almost see like it being wrapped in this like shaggy, white thin cloth that's been you know made like you can think about how they present it in the films, can't you? And it's wrapped up, and he unwraps it, and it the vis, vis, visually mm. I can see it just he, linking so much to the body. He probably had it in the palm of his hand, and he did it quite slowly, I yeah. think, as well. Yeah. I could almost see him. I don't know. If, uh, if you could see that in your yeah your yeah, head, but yeah. almost like holding it where the nail went through as mm. well, and how you know kind of yeah gosh mm. it would have been interesting. I think wonder what the conversation would have been about prior to this. You know, I always think yeah. about what were they talking about as they sat down to eat. Well, because also you... we haven't mentioned it. It says at the table, guys. We get a plug from the Bible <laughs> verse in our well, own exactly. Well, this is one of the places that we got the inspiration for our name from, exactly. isn't it? There's yeah. lots of mentions of important things at tables in the Bible. Mm. Yeah. It's obviously one of the most important tables in the Bible. So. Mm. Mm. But I've always wondered that. Like, what were the discussions had? Yeah, I'd love to be a fly on the wall at some of these yeah. things. Like, what? Because, you know, we say Jesus was fully man and fully God. So we Jesus would have known what's coming up. How would his human reaction be that, oh, when tomorrow if we're saying it was late thursday mm. like what what was he thinking like how could you know if you got that on the doorstep you're not going to be having normal thought processes are you you're not going to be really chirpy and like hi guys let's have some bread at the table you're going to be a bit more down and out i think mm. very lonely mm. like i can just imagine all the i mean you can see it from this is it the da vinci painting of the last supper so is, is it da vinci didn't yeah, you? Yeah. Well, I can just imagine all the disciples being really loud. I can just imagine them being really sort of upbeat and really kind of like, yeah, oh yeah, this is great. Like they probably it, would yeah. do every time they met around the table. And then Jesus just sitting there almost imagining what's coming up and then stands up and then does this thing with the bread. Yeah. This is where he chose to spend his last night on earth. Mm. Mm. Imagine you knew it was your last night oh. to ever be alive. Who would you spend it with? Where would you go? What would you eat? Mm. 
I think Wagamama's for me would be. I'm sorry, but it was a genuine question. I didn't question. know if it was a literal question, uh, but there we go. Uh, <laughs> no, that, mm, no, you know I like you. I'd rather yeah, you yeah, it's good. And I'd have everything off the This menu. ramen is my blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you know what? I'd probably eat meat on my last night. Would you? I think I would. I've had so long not eating it, I think I'd just like go all out. You know, I'm going to die. Yeah, but what? 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 Like a steak? Like full on no, like steak, steak and chips? Or no. do you think you'd go like a Mackey D's? Joey's no. face, he looks really shocked. All the like things that are sushi that I haven't been able to have. So you just go to the counter and they go, um, how can I help? And you be like, all of the above, All please. the meat, please. Yeah, give me all yeah, of the... Yeah, um, all the like prawns and tempura and seafood and this seafood. So yeah. Do you know what? I'm now contemplating what I'd actually have. There wasn't... You'd have everything, wouldn't you? You'd have everything. Jesus chose to have it with his 12 what would best you friends. Have? Would you have it with your friends? Because he's not Ooh. with his mum, is he? Yeah, so this is yeah, another interesting thing, is it? They don't mention the who's time, there. Yeah, when's the last time he sees his parents? Do they? So we just assume. The last time he disciples. sees it when he's on the cross. Well, he does say yeah, exactly. But they don't yeah, mention say, who's there, do they? Yeah, it doesn't does, say. Um, Maybe it's later. I'm sure he says there'll be twelve thrones, which oh, so obviously suggests that it's all twelve apostles. Yeah, right at the end. Uh, no, verse thirty. Each will be given a throne, twelve thrones in all. So I think that that says that there are the twelve apostles. Oh, yeah, twelve also. tribes of Israel. Yeah. I don't know what I would have for my last meal. Probably, I love. I do no. love your cooking. I also love back mamas, like you said. But would you have it with John? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that that's the question. That's no, I think, I, think wow. I would obviously yeah. if I knew that there was gonna be time afterwards, I'd have it with all of our friends and family, and then I would have time. Don't you can't save it. You, that's I'm it. not saving it. What I was saying is I don't know whether I would just have just you all the time, or I would share. How hard would that be though? Because you know, like we have dinner. The time goes so quickly. Like mm. one minute is four pm, the next minute is two am, and we're like, it's very true. "Where has it gone?" Like it's four o'clock in the morning when we're recording this. <laughs> it just goes so quick, yeah. and you wouldn't want to be counting it down. But equally, you're kind of going to be aware of the time, they aren't you? And like, I don't want have... this to end. Yeah, they gonna... wouldn't have had the time. They wouldn't have had a clock on the wall, but they'd have known. Like when this comes to an end, that's it. And do I try and slow it down by making yeah. it more boring, or do we just <laughs> have a laugh and it's going to go really quickly and that's that? That's a really interesting point, isn't it? Like the whole timing of it. Like, did he really realize? He must have thought there's something I need to go and do. Or is it like, guys, let's start dinner quite early tonight? <laughs> yeah, like let's meet at four. Three p.m. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because I know it would take about two hours before we actually sit down to eat. Um, I think that's incredible, don't you? Yeah, and then like... party. But think about as well, like, Judas has to go off and... Was this like a whole afternoon? Like, they didn't meet at like midday. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. And then just like... Wait, where's the Judas bit in it? I was just about to say, he just doesn't mention Judas going off, but we know he goes off because he... Probably in the other one, isn't it? Does he leave... Because obviously Jesus leaves with... Is it Peter and John to the garden to Gethsemane and then obviously they broke off then didn't they so maybe Judas went no, back to his house no it's his disciples followed him oh. to the Mount of Olives yeah. it doesn't my version doesn't mention other than Judas the man who called Judas approached and kissed him so it doesn't say that he left but you know have you, if you've seen in like RS classes the um, the videos and Judas like he Jesus always gives Judas a look in, the, in those episodes doesn't he he's like I know what you're about to do, go or, yeah, do it. Or does that subtle, like, like. <laughs> or that subtle thing where he just goes, like, nods and gives him the, I give you permission, or Judas, like, sneaks away, but it never actually mentions that. A, it doesn't mention Judas, Judas is there, or that he's not there. And Judas is like, come on past the uh, salt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, 
Sorry, Jesus. Um, <laughs> one of you here is going to betray. Oh, um, Jesus, going to have this. Anyone for more water? Water. Or maybe maybe Jude just slips out to the bathroom and he comes out <laughs> just as Jesus is finishing and Jude's like, oh, God, I did that bit for you. Yeah. Do it again. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I can just imagine like Jesus giving like a side eye to Judas when he's when he's saying like, one of you here is going to betray me. Just staring at Judas. Not looking like, at anybody in particular. Yeah, yeah. not pointing fingers. He might fingers. not even been there. I don't know who it's going to be. Or yeah. Judas. Yeah. Ooh, it just says there's 12. Is he one of the 12? Mm. But it's just, I mean, 12 is another important number in the, in the Bible, though, isn't it? I mean, Does it say in Matthew? 12 testaments. 12 disciples. 12 plagues. So it's an important number. So maybe they're just saying 12 tribes as in, yeah, maybe Mary. No, but Mary the thrones was... It's kind of oh, so I've got tribes in the SV. It says tribes as well. It says. Oh, sorry. What did I say? 30. 30, yeah. So Mine that... doesn't say 12 tribes. Mine says 12 thrones. That's interesting. Indefinite numbers of tribes. So that's almost giving two different things. That's almost the person's read this and gone, actually, I think that's what they mean is that the 12 tribes are the 12 disciples. But then it could mean something else, couldn't it? I don't know. But, yeah, they just put the 12 in the wrong place. <laughs> in one of them. I do. Joe? So, one of our questions is about to be answered. Oh, This is good. why you read the other like. part of scripture. Come Matthew says... Hello. Matthew's not here. Matthew the Gospel. Sorry. Oh! The Gospel according to Matthew. Okay. So, in Matthew 26, I'm going to shorten it. Happy Matthew! Jesus, the evening came and Jesus reclined at the table with the twelve. And while they're eating, said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sad and began to say to him, Surely you don't mean me, Lord. Jesus replies, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go, as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely you don't mean me, Rabbi. And Jesus answered, You have said so. Oh, Oh. that's less cryptic, isn't it? And then Jesus goes on to talk about the body, take this and eat this. It's a lot less cryptic in the Matthew than it is in Luke. Mm. So Again, Matthew's like the man, he's the bees with the detail. And Luke's like arty-farty one, Max. Here's the bare bones, that's all you need to know. Luke's like, bish bash bosh, I've got it. Maybe Luke is on Judas' side. So Judas was there. I like how Judas spoke up though, that's really interesting that he was like, Surely you don't mean me, Jesus. Like, me? I'm about to head off to go see my friends. Not yeah, me. Yeah. Jesus probably like, what? No, what? You don't mean me. I'm, I'm not one been of the one. Yeah. But I don't know who it is. Yeah, like, I've literally just said this. Away, though, <laughs> Busted. I've not been the one who's, you know, offered to betray you to the hands of the Romans. Not at all. Yeah, it's like a little kid, like, when the parents are like, right, who smashed the plate? And the kid's like... Surely you don't mean me, mother. <laughs> yeah, not me. Judas is like running away with all his silver falling out his pocket. <laughs> yeah, me, no. Yeah. What did I do? And there's like this fantastic video of this kid, and he's like, "Mum's like, did you eat a cupcake?" And he's like, "Nah." <laughs> he's got like blue icing, blue icing all over his face, and she's like, "Did you have a cupcake?" And he's like, "Nah." <laughs> silver all around his mouth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he was a bad boy last week and this week he's a stupid boy Captain Mannering I love how Jesus is like you have said so like you know it's, yeah. it's, if you say so. imagine being one of the other disciples you must have been sitting there going 
Uh, I'm guys, sure. Guys, 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 it's Judas. Everybody who knows. Let's go straight in the WhatsApp group. Yeah. No, but yeah. Jesus, Jesus. Judas left the group. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 or Judas removed. So what were you saying before? I was saying I wonder what the disciples. Um, reactions would have been to Judas going yeah but I think I don't think they would have been like that because Judas says surely you don't mean me rabbi and then Jesus says you've said so almost like as yeah you're saying it surely you don't mean me it's almost like double-edged sword like Jesus is saying you've said so like you've said the one that it isn't going to be you so that it's your choice oh isn't he he's saying you have said so so if it's not if you don't think it's you that's betrayed me so yeah, oh, yeah could Judas just run away, slip away, and not kiss Jesus, not yeah. hand him over? I mean, they probably would have found him anyway. Yeah, but he didn't need to be the one to do it. And... But we found he had motive, didn't we? In the last episode, we were saying he had motive. Well, not he... motive, but it's... well, no, we were saying that we were saying there must have been something to make him do it. Yeah. So it obviously wasn't the money. We figured that out. Well, we didn't figure it out. It's not like it. But we, we thought mm. there must be more to it. Yeah, so complicated. Funny our world, isn't it? I think this Judas thing only just because it's interesting how Judas's narrative has has kind of crept into all these these parts and how actually I think the Judas thing is so complicated. Yeah, and it seems to vary from uh, translation as well. It's almost like you know, like even little bits at the end of that, like the difference between like a newer translation and one of the older ones. Like it's the same with Mm. the Judas mentions. Like we found that last time. Mm. Yeah, like is it is Judas important if Luke didn't mention it? Yeah. Why would he not mention it if it is actually as important as we think? Or do we just keep mentioning Judas because we know, or the people that translated these Bibles knew that Judas was the guy who did it? You mean the people who wrote it? Yeah, that's what I mean. So like Luke doesn't mention him because he's like, well, I know it was Judas. Why would I write his name in there? Mm. But I don't like him for what he did. Yeah. He obviously doesn't see it as a, as important. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't think it's that. I think it is just genuine, almost like, like almost like, I don't want to mention his name, almost like the Voldemort stuff in Harry Potter. <laughs> it, I think, like, oh, this guy betrayed Jesus. Really don't like this guy. Like, let's not make a hero yeah, of him. Yeah, or... like, stop making, why, why would I write his name for his, you know, history to, yeah. to know? I'm going to waste my ink. Yeah, that's what I think, because he's human. But remember, so it's also a huge table, there's 12 of them. Matthew might be next to Judas. Well, it could have been a shorter table if they didn't all sit on one side of it. <laughs> but Luke could have been at the other end and may not have known that Judas and Judas had this interaction. Oh, yeah. True, because it oh, would have been loud. Very true. But, side note, I've just looked at the end of the last verse of the Matthew chapter, and it Spoilers. says... When they had sung a hymn, they went to the Mount of Olives. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like that Matthew thought... That they, I love that they sung a hymn. I keep thinking... I wish I could have read this with like fresh eyes. Like I had no prior knowledge of this passage. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Have you ever been to a Church of England Eucharist? No. no. So I was brought up in the Church of England and every Sunday like the main service would be a Eucharist where you get the bread and the wine. Mm. Everyone like goes up and gets that and these are the words that are spoken every Eucharist. Mm. So they say... Well the whole Last Supper thing. The whole um, oh. take this bread this bread is my body i break it for you do this oh, in remembrance of me and then this is my this wine is my blood drink this in remembrance of me they say it every mm. time they get the eucharist so it's one of those things that is just ingrained in you from so young yeah. they're just words and like when i was reading it i was like i, I know what these words are yeah 
I know what's coming next. So I sort of wish that I didn't know that and I came to this and as with like fresh eyes being like, oh my gosh, he's like saying this food and wine is his body and he's mm. giving it to them and he's sacrificing it for them. What does that mean? Mm. But obviously because it's been so ingrained in this service that I've been to so many times, you know what it is. Mm. And it sort of loses that power mm. if you were to hear it for the very first time. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I think it was like that with the Christmas story, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what we were saying. That And like the, again, the Lord's Prayer, like we, yeah. you know, in our kind of Bible studies before we started recording them, there definitely was a, a thing where we were all saying, like, you, you just... You just take it as what it is because you've... Because it's part of our culture now, isn't it? Our... Things like nativities and yeah. um, singing all the Christmas carols. You know them all because it's part of our culture, not because it's part of our religion. I don't so think... everybody knows the Christmas story before they've ever read the Christmas story mm. in the Bible. So then when you do That's read true. it in the Bible, you're like, yeah, and I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know they walk to Bethlehem and I know all this happens. And he's born in a stable big... Yeah, I don't think I've ever really read the the Lord's Supper stuff before. Like I know of it, because again, it's the churchy thing. But, but it's I, funny. It's interesting. It's okay, go on, Beth. I think it's interesting for, on my perspective, and probably for John, I don't want to speak for Joe because I don't know enough, that we, for us, the Last Supper has, obviously we understand that this, the significance of it in the story it plays for the, the lead up to the crucifixion, but for many Christians it's a part of sacraments it's like you said lucy with the eucharist or communion which is taken in churches but if you don't know the salvation army doesn't undertake the use of communion or the eucharist so this is not something we have grown up knowing to do would you like if you joe yeah so for us it's quite a strange thing i remember the first time going to a church i was i think a year ago or so and it communion was being taken and it was a very strange thing for me to be a part of because growing up in a church we had never done that Mm. so and we were only sharing this last week with some fellow christians in the salvation army how john you took part in it didn't you and i didn't and it wasn't i'm a salvationist i can't do this i almost felt like i was not abusing the system's the right word but it was almost making a mockery of it, for what in, it meant to those people. You were infringing upon how they felt? Yeah. Or what they believed? Yeah, because for them, they for them it's a part of... For a lot of people, it's a personal thing. You know, the breaking of the bread, it's part of the atonement of sins and the re- the recognition of forgiveness and all of that. And it's a very, it is a church community act, yes, but it's also a very personal thing. But it's not something that I connect with in terms of my faith. So I don't... Because we've never done it as an act of atonement or redemption or forgiveness, I don't feel the need to do that. So I felt like if... that, Although... And these other people do. It's a part of their everyday... Or it's part of their every Sunday living. So I felt almost cheaty doing it. But you didn't. And you took part in it. Yeah. I don't know if you want to share your perspective. I, I took part in it, I think, solely because... I'd never done it before <laughs> and there was a part of me that was like actually in that moment it was like a like, yeah, like you said it was a, it's a personal thing and I did kind of get it again it, growing up in a church that never did the communion side of things it felt very very alien but there was power in it and almost like a, oh this is a part of this is something Jesus did and yeah. I saw the value of that yeah I really like the idea on Thursday of Holy Week having a meal as a church so last year 
the church that we went to, they had a meal. I really like that idea, sharing in that. That's but... what it means, isn't it, really? But Lucy, have you ever taken part in Eucharist or Holy Communion? Or... Yeah, we did it at school every week. Oh, okay. And I used to go to the cathedral every Sunday. Mm. But there's different ways to sort of partake in the communion. Mm. Um, I think, I think what well, they, pref- I don't know if it's like the rule, but I think you're supposed to have been what's the word? Not christened. Confirmed. confirmed. I think they like you to be confirmed before you go for communion, mm. so that you understand what it is. That sort of thing. So a little bit like soldiership. Mm. <laughs> yeah. um, which I get. And I never did that because by the time I was like at the age to start thinking about that, they did it through school. Um, but the age I was thinking about that, I then joined the army. No drinking and no sacraments. That just appealed to me more. So I didn't. I didn't go for confirmation, and I therefore never took communion. But whenever they did it, I always went up with my sheet, and that meant that. They know you don't want the bread and the wine, but they give you a blessing anyway. Because I didn't, there weren't that many Christians at school, but I wanted to be seen as one of the Christians who was like leading the way as to like, mm. <laughs> it's okay to go for communion. Mm. It's not, like, it's, it's not uncool. So I wanted to go up, but equally I knew it wasn't part of my beliefs. So that was kind of like a middle ground. Mm. Mm, I like it's that. like I wanted to be Salvation Army, but mm. I also wanted to be Christian. So I, yeah, I found this like middle ground where I could. Cool. Encourage other people to go up. I think other people did come with. <clears throat> I think other people did come with me, because mm. of that, which I. It's cool. I'm glad about, but like like you were saying about feeling um, like infringing on other people's worship when you go up for communion. I guess we could compare that in the army to say a visitor going up to the mercy seat just because everyone else is. Mm. You'd be like, why are you doing that? You don't know what that means, or mm. are you just doing it because we're doing it. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. that might be. That was just a comparison that came into my head. Mm. Maybe you could understand it that way if you know more army than Chetring. Mm. Joe, have you ever done Eucharist communion? Or? No. A couple of years ago, I went to a, um Anglican cathedral Sunday service in the morning. And they did communion. And it was really weird because it was like absolutely everyone was going up. And there was like someone kind of going around telling you like when to file out and down to the front for it. It's which made me... Yeah, which made me feel very like, oh gosh, do I have to go? Is there suddenly, have I always misunderstood this and actually it's mandatory or what? But mm. I was just like, I don't know. I, d- I, think, I think it was more how I felt in that moment. I just mm. wanted to be in the background of the service. Yeah. And yeah. of course you would have been anonymous going up, but at the same time you wouldn't have been anonymous. And I think mm. it was more about how I felt in that moment than anything else. But it is a public thing to do. But I think I think the most important thing with it is to keep in mind the reason for doing it and the yeah. symbolism yeah. of it. And yeah. I think when it goes beyond that, or in fact it goes less than that, then mm. that's when there's a problem. And that's mainly why I didn't feel like I could. Because, yeah, I didn't connect. And that and that's why I wasn't mad at John, because John did connect with it and, and, did, un- and did understand the symbolism and does mm. hold to that. Yeah, it's... I think if you know why you're doing something, then no one can tell you you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Mm. But you need to know within yourself that what you're doing is the right thing for you. Mm. Yeah. And you shouldn't just be made to go up for communion like a sheep because everyone else is going. Yeah. yeah. It shouldn't just be um, this religious 
obligation. Yeah. yeah. Which I think a lot of... Because that's what religion is, isn't it? It's yeah. Everybody's now going to go out for the Eucharist, yeah, and <laughs> regardless of how your soul is There's a real today. danger with that, I yeah, think. I think you, you do lose the... Again, it becomes about self more than the... You know, then it, you know, it all becomes about, oh, well, like you say, everybody does it. I need to do it because otherwise I look like the odd one out. And that's the, the danger of it. Instead of it being, actually, I feel like... I'm really connecting with in you know in that in that sense with God right in that in this moment and it's the same in other church, like, like like you say with the Salvation Army there's so many opportunities where I think people get tagged along you get swept up get swept yeah. up in the moment yeah. and I mean yeah. who am I to say that you're not feeling that but you, there is a definite sheep herding yeah. sometimes we could talk about this for hours couldn't we but yeah <laughs> we could do a whole other series on this yeah so what do you take away from this thing guys. Yeah. There's a lot to take If someone in. invites you out to eat bread and wine in the evening, it's probably not going to be a good day the next day. Maybe <laughs> 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 <Hope you> avoid. <laughs> you know, next time we uh, we do it here, I'm going to just get some bread just and some barbina out. <laughs> <laughs> Non-alcoholic wine. Yeah. Get the slur out. <laughs> Very Craig slur. I don't want to be all like holy holy, but holy like holy. <laughs> um, for me, I. This is um, a really powerful image of me of that. The depth of sin. Jesus will still forgive and love me. Mm. You know, you can be Jesus' best friend and walked with him for three years and he will still allow you to turn him in. He will still allow you to take him to the cross because of the love that he has for humanity and the purpose. And I know that while I don't intentionally go to sin, that the things of my heart that are not good, it shows me that Jesus, you know, when I come to him and I say, I'm sorry, that he will have a heart to forgive because Mm -hmm. he forgave the things of the heart that were closest to him. Yeah, I think there's like a bit of him saying, not that it's okay, but Mm -hmm. he understands. Yeah, he's Mm -hmm. human, he gets it. Mm. I think it's just nice to read it again with fresh eyes to an extent. I think just see the humanness in the disciples and their behaviour and the fact they, you know, they bicker about such silly little things and, you know, Jesus is leaving these little cryptic clues and at least in Luke's telling of the story, they're not sort of picking up on it to any great extent and Mm. they're just thinking about themselves I mean that's not something that we should be aiming for but it is a bit reassuring to think you know even the people Jesus chose to surround himself with were so sort of clueless and Mm. selfish to an extent it gives me a bit of hope that he might have chosen me too back in the day yeah well we hope you have a good rest of the week guys and have enjoyed listening to this week's podcast hopefully you've had some more things that you can think about don't forget you can join our facebook group at the table where you can join and continue the discussions that we've had maybe hear about some things that are going to happen and have your own input on future episodes so we thank you again for listening and spending this time with us and sharing in the word and we just want to thank god for this time together that we've shared and we pray blessings over each other and you who are listening for your week and that you will all stay safe and happy and know that as a team you are in our prayers continuously and we are very thankful for you we Mm. love you all we love you Bye. bye bye